Hello and welcome to Corbett's Comments. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as I share biblical exposition and commentary. I truly believe that God's Word is one of our greatest helps as we live for Him in the world today. And so like the psalmist, let us agree to hide His Word in our hearts that we may not sin against Him. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett, and today I want to share a word about fields white unto harvest as I comment on 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 5 through 9. This passage reads, What, after all, is Apollos? And what is Paul? Only servants through whom you came to believe, as the Lord has assigned to each his task. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. One of the elements that made Jesus such an inspiring preacher and Paul, such an inspiring writer, was their use of metaphors to illustrate the truths that they were teaching. In fact, the very definition of the term parable, which was a literary technique that Jesus used so often and effectively, is this. It is a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual principle. Both Jesus and Paul use many different types of metaphors, but they both use agricultural illustrations quite often. In the first century, few people were as socially distanced from farming as we are today, and everyone would have immediately understood the concepts and principles that they were communicating. Which brings us to today's subject. In John chapter 4, verses 34 and 35, Jesus pointed to the fields surrounding him. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields, for they are already white for harvest. In Luke 10.2, Jesus continued to teach on this same theme. Then he said to them, The harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Now, these scriptures and others recently came to my mind when I was driving to church. I, I live in a rural area of the county, and I pass many fields on the way to church or to the offices of Covington Baptist Association where I serve. Some fields are left fallow, and some are used for hay to graze livestock, and some are used for corn, and many, though, have been used in recent weeks for cotton. And as I write this, the cotton bowls have opened, and the farmers have defoliated their fields in preparation for the harvest. Now, as you can see, these fields are white under harvest. Now, what was impressed upon my heart when I saw these fields is not that our county is living in high cotton, although this seems to be both the literal and figurative truth. Instead, I'm reminded of the same task which Jesus was charging his disciples, and that is to make disciples and baptize them in his name, because the fields are white into harvest. 
How is that going? Well, we can look at many metrics to determine how our task of making disciples is going, but the one I want to highlight is this. No county in the United States today is more Christian than it was 10 years ago. Of course, that includes the county where I live and where I minister. In the normal course of my ministry, I'm usually in a different church every Sunday. And as I drive across the county on Sunday mornings, I see many people doing other things than worshiping God. They may be fishing on the lake or cutting grass. Children may be outside playing or helping their parents rake the yard. People may be swinging on a tire swing or preparing grills for a barbecue or just sitting on their front porch drinking coffee. Yes, the fields are white unto harvest. Now, I am no farmer. But I do know that if we're going to realize a harvest of souls, we need to be laborers together with God. Like Paul and Apollos, we need to plant seeds and water it. We need to cultivate the seedlings and nurture them to full maturity. And then we can celebrate the harvest, the harvest that God wants of souls. In our county and in every county in the United States, the fields are truly whitened to harvest. The only question is, Will we do the work that we need to do so that we can celebrate that bounty of souls with God? Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon to comment on more scripture that we can consider together to help us in our everyday lives. Every blessing. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett.